Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back to the Jessica Harlow podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. I'm probably best known for being a content creator in the beauty and self-help space. I created this podcast because I wanted to share the spiritual, but also the practical things that have really helped me to transform my life and how I feel about it. And when I saw how much better my life was becoming and how much better I was feeling when I decided to take my happiness into my own hands and make it my number one priority, I wanted to help everyone else feel just as good. I believe that everybody is capable of doing more than just admiring beautiful, happy, successful people. Why not join them? You deserve it. I know that you deserve it, and I'm here to try to help you convince yourself that you deserve it and also help you with some tools for how you can make that work in your life because there's nothing more frustrating than you know, when you come across advice and you're like, that's fantastic, how do I apply it? I basically created this podcast because whenever I come across something or learn something that I feel like, oh my God, I wish I knew this sooner. I wish somebody had told me this, or I wish I understood this sooner. Whenever I come across something that makes me feel that way, I want to come to this podcast and share it with you guys. So obviously we've shared a lot so far. We're like 68 episodes deep, but there's always more. (laughs) There's always, always more. So I came across a post a few days ago on Instagram that showed the difference between dating advice that's given to women versus the dating advice that's given to men. And if you're a woman, you've probably heard so many of these before. You may have even heard me tell you some version of these either on this podcast or in my DMs or just anywhere we've spoken. So let me read it to you. It says, women's dating advice. Go to therapy, go to the gym, fix your problems, fix your self-esteem, learn a new skill, devote countless hours to becoming the absolute best version of yourself. No one can love you if you don't love yourself. And then for men, the dating advice is, you were born, so you deserve a woman. And that's it. (laughs) And when I first read this, I got really riled up because it kind of, it definitely hit home for me. And I feel like so many women can relate because so much of that internal work is really kind of put like on us in a way like there's so many like it kind of pisses me off like when I see so much content all about like how to get the guy and how to get a guy to do this and how to get a guy to do that and da 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 and it's just like it's so frustrating and I don't know if it's just because like I'm a woman so I'm getting this kind of stuff thrown at me rather than like I don't know what gets thrown at thrown at men um like when they go online like what kind of like if they have like a men's version of this but I feel like the content is so um I don't know. I feel like there's just so much of that when it comes to uh, like women looking for how they can make like a man happy. And it's just kind of crazy to me. And it's really kind of annoying because it's like, well, why do we have to do all the damn work? Why do we need to be so like on top of our game internally? But I feel like even for men, I mean, to a certain extent, they do have to, you know, present themselves in a certain way. Otherwise, you know, they're not going to have as much luck with with women either so I do think there is kind of like uh maybe like a woman's bias where like we just think that that's what it is and maybe it goes both ways but but like I said this was kind of annoying to me because I noticed that I've done so much work on myself let's say over the past year especially like the last six months and I've noticed a tremendous difference over this time in my personal relationships and also in so many different aspects of my life and while it makes me really happy to see results low-key I'm kind of pissed off about it because like there's that feeling of I'm pissed that 
I have to be the one to make the changes and I have to be the one to improve and I have to be mindful and I have to be aware and I have to be responsible. And it's like, why can't these other people do anything? Like, what work did they do on themselves? Are they even working on themselves? Like, they're only responding differently because I'm just different now. And I think everybody's kind of related to that whenever they've been in a situation where they're like, you know what, let me take responsibility for myself. And they decide to change how they are reacting and responding to whatever's going on, right? And it's just like naturally when you do that, when you kind of change how you react and respond to any area of your life, I mean, the outside stuff is just going to change how it responds and reacts to you. It's just kind of how it is, even though it's frustrating because I mean, we all deep down kind of just want to do like the easy way where it's like, why doesn't everybody else just change and like, I'm perfect. You know what I mean? But I want to say that specifically as a woman and when we're talking about like relationships and dating, I feel like we're basically really trained and programmed and beyond that, even kind of like it's demanded from us to handle all of the emotional part of our relationships. I mean, how many times have we ever reacted to something and been called crazy? I mean, that's kind of like the it's kind of like the knee jerk response. And it's very annoying and very unfair. And we'll get into a whole other episode that I'm working on where it talks really a lot about like emotional abuse and dealing with, you know, more serious things like really narcissistic personalities, sociopaths, etc. I'm working on that. There's a lot I've got to say about that because I've had a lot of experience with that. But anyway, as women, we kind of We're expected to basically manage our emotions and our egos and heal ourselves and do all of this inner work so that we know how to not trigger someone else's emotions or bruise egos and have to deal with the chaos that can come from that. And it's really, really frustrating. I mean, we've seen this throughout like, I mean, nowadays we don't see it as much because women have more of we don't have to tolerate things. Whereas maybe a lot of us, maybe we have had, you know, we've grown up in households where we've seen that women have to, you know, kind of be quiet or we've just kind of, um, it was kind of expected for a woman to just kind of keep her mouth shut and just tolerate things. You know, women didn't have as much of a say because they didn't really have the same options. It was kind of like, you've got to, you know, uh, make sure that you have to make sure that you keep the peace because otherwise it's like, well, you're not who's going to take care of you. But in the midst of me improving myself and doing so much work on myself, um, it's kind of brought me to this realization where I really don't want to date or have any like anything to do with anybody. Like even when it comes to like friendships and any of like my interpersonal relationships, I really don't want to be associated with anyone that isn't self-aware. Like I don't want to invest my time and energy in anyone that isn't self-aware. And what I mean by that is people who aren't working on themselves, you know, like I don't want to, especially like in relationships, I definitely wouldn't want to date someone that isn't aware of their own issues and actively taking responsibility for the energy and the stories and the issues that they're bringing in. Because let's face it, we've all got issues. Every last one of us has at least a handful of things that we really need to work on and manage. And it's really unfair when one person is doing all of the emotional heavy lifting and the other person is just like, well, I am who I am. Well, fuck that. If we were all just like, well, I am who I am type of people, when it came to things that were seriously doing us a disservice... We never get anywhere just on our own, let alone in our relationships, like even just like on your own trying to get through life. Like we've all got shit that we need to work on because, you know, when something that you're doing affects one area of your life, it tends to spill over into like every area of your life, which leads me to another um, quote that I had found where it says the attitude of that's just how I am. Take it or leave it is a sign of immaturity. 
as an adult, it's your responsibility to figure out which of your traits are toxic and are negatively impactful towards other people and the ones that you love, and to eventually learn how to fix them. At some point, we've all got to start making ourselves better individuals. If you truly believe you don't have to change anything about yourself, even at the very least the worst in you, and that people will just have to deal with it, then sorry, you're still a child. So true. I mean, a big sign of maturity is really taking responsibility for what you're bringing in. It doesn't mean that anybody else is off the hook, but it really means like, you know, everybody should be doing their part in every area of their lives, in in any kind of relationship that they have, whether it's romantic, whether it's a friendship, whatever it might be, whether it's, you know, somebody in your family, that's just how it is. We are who we are. That's true. But I also don't believe that we are our traumas. Okay, we've all got issues, we've all got flaws, and we all have toxic tendencies and behaviors. Every single last one of us has a few like toxic tendencies and behaviors, most of which are kind of sometimes disguised as coping mechanisms. Okay, it's the, well, this thing happened to me, so now I do this mentality. Really what that is, is, well, the last time I did this, I got hurt, and I'm so terrified of that happening again, that I need to do this thing. We all do it. We're all guilty of that to some extent. We've all done it. And the older we get and the more that we experience, the truer and kind of like the worse it can become. You guys know that I love journaling. You know that I recommend it to everyone. I feel like journaling is the number one thing that you can do that's that's so impactful and so helpful. You'll be surprised at how much how much easier it makes understanding yourself and your situations and coming up with solutions and you just learn so much and I have something that's coming up that you guys are going to really really love for those of you who are really interested in understanding yourselves better and improving your lives in so many different ways but something that came up um, because something that I tell people a lot is I feel like whatever your best quality is like sometimes the best qualities that you have, like the best qualities about yourself that you can think of, sometimes can also be the worst qualities about you. Something I've always said about myself is I'm a very understanding person. And I consider that to be one of my best qualities because it's like literally there's no person on the planet where I'm like, I just don't understand this human being. Like I kind of get people. Um, Even the ones that are like really complicated and hard to understand, I kind of still get them too. But there is a downside to that. As great as it can be to help me, you know, understand and connect with people and, you know, make people happy and, you know, keep peace and whatever, it could still be a really negative quality because, and this happens and we've all been guilty of this. We've all been guilty of this and we know other people that have been guilty of this, literally everybody in our lives, right? Where, especially in relationships, um, you see people kind of making like, let's say they have a partner who is clearly not, not up to snuff. And it's so obvious to everyone else, right? And then that person goes, well, you know, they're like this because da 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 happened to them. And I was really thinking about this uh, a few nights ago when I was writing it down in my journal. And what I ended up coming up with was like, I asked myself this question. I was like, what is the line between being understanding and making excuses? What is the line between understanding someone and making excuses for them? Because being too understanding can really cost you your sanity and really make it easier for you to lower your standards. 
Okay. So instead of being like when it comes to people where they are clearly not behaving in the way that they should be, you know, like just like as decent human beings. And I realize it's kind of the difference between framing things as, well, I understand why you're behaving this way or why you feel this way. So dot, 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 which kind of gives the other person permission to just continue their toxic behavior What I find is now the more correct thing. I understand. I totally understand why you feel this way, why you think this way, why you might think this is right. But dot, dot, dot. And then that's how you you set a standard where it's like, listen, I understand, but I'm not going to make excuses for you because that's what adults are supposed to do. Adults are supposed to take responsibility for themselves You can't expect anyone else to do all the work for you because let's face it, no one likes when you expect someone to excuse your behavior based on whatever your past trauma and past experiences might be. There's a way of being like, listen, I'm not going to take this personally because this has nothing to do with me. And therefore, because it has nothing to do with me, I'm not going to allow it to. I'm not going to accept this excuse because at the end of the day, that's what That's what the person who is telling you or making you have to like understand why they're the way that they are. That's what they're doing. They're giving you an excuse. You know, it has nothing to do with you. And and, and honestly, it's a really unloving, unkind thing to make anyone else responsible for things that have nothing to do with them. That's why I say it's literally everybody's own responsibility to heal themselves so that they don't bring that negativity, that toxic behavior, those not so favorable aspects of themselves that maybe they've picked up because of, you know, whatever they've gone through into whatever interactions and experiences that they're having with you. I hope that makes sense because I think this is huge. I see it all the time. I've seen myself do it. I've seen other people do it. You've probably seen yourself and so many other people do it. We're all guilty of this. And it's really doing us so much of a disservice. And eventually what happens is the person who is the more understanding one is the person who ends up suffering because they're like so understanding that they end up staying in the situation and tolerating things. And you know what's the funny thing? It's kind of like it kind of always spirals. Do you notice that? It's always like, well, you're understanding about this. So I expect you to be understanding about this thing and then this thing and that thing and da 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 da. And then all of a sudden you you have to take all this responsibility and start tiptoeing around so that you don't you know, get anyone else's like feathers all riled up. And at the same time, you know, you've got to manage your own shit because people who aren't willing to manage their own shit, uh, let me tell you, when the shoe's on the other foot and it's like your turn to have your toxic tendencies or whatever has happened because of the things that you've gone through, uh, they don't want to deal with it. Okay. So then you've got to do everything. And that's where you literally have complete and total chaos. Like I said, it is our responsibility to work on ourselves, to work on our issues, to work through them, and they are our problems. So it's really our job to work on them independently. This isn't an I fix you and you fix me thing because that's codependent. And while all relationships have some level of codependency, you don't want to get past a certain point. Like you don't want to make anyone completely have to like bend like a pretzel in order to keep you happy 
And likewise, you don't want anybody to get the idea that it's okay for you to be made to bend like a pretzel and be expected to bend like a pretzel so that they're happy. Like, that's not how it works. Literally, most of these relationships that I see that are like this, uh, they fail. <laughs> they they tend to fail and very ugly too, because eventually one person is just going to be like, well, this is enough. And like I said, you know, everybody kind of has, has to reach their enough point. But I feel like if you, from the beginning... Um, have the idea of don't get involved with people that they have potential, but they're not doing anything about it, um, where they're not aware of what's going on with them. And if you make them aware in a loving way, not in like an attacking, you know, mean spirited way, but like in a nice way, like, hey, listen, I understand what you're going through, but that's not really my issue. You're going to have to work on that. Uh, if this is going to be like anything that could work in any capacity, don't get involved with people that aren't willing to work on themselves. Don't get involved with people who have the mentality of I'm perfect. Everybody else needs to change. That's a psychopath. <laughs> That's a psychopath. And at, at, at like the worst and at the least, it's someone who's incredibly immature, incredibly selfish. Of course, in your relationships, your friendships, um, and with all the people that you know and care about, you know, it's one thing to help people, to guide people, to assist. If you have two people that are working on themselves independently, then yeah, they can, you know, help each other. They can assist each other. They can really be uh, great allies. But otherwise, you've got a mess if you've got some, like, if you feel like you've got to, like, uh, reparent somebody. You know what I mean? Or if somebody feels like they got to reparent you or like really bad, like the both of you feel like you need to like reparent each other, like from the ground up. Again, there's a difference between being understanding and there's a difference between making excuses for someone. And this is how so many people go into relationships and create so much drama because other people are going to trigger you. It's like impossible to meet a person that's not going to like ruffle your feathers sometimes or isn't going to do something that, you know, reminds you of something or isn't going to say something that reminds you of something someone else said. Um, and this goes, of course, beyond relationships. It goes into any time that you're dealing with other people, because I've seen this happen even in friendships, even in between family members. So it's not just something that goes on in romantic relationships. So don't just think of it that way. It's really any time that you're dealing with other people and other people are dealing with you. Of course, obviously, this isn't to say, you know, accept disrespect or abuse. You know, intention is absolutely everything. I can't stress that enough. I need to like have that as like a side note. Like this isn't about tolerating, you know, disrespectful behavior, abusive behavior, something that's intentionally not not right. Uh, pay attention to, you know, figuring out what people's intentions are. But regardless, like that aside, not regardless, but that aside, the key is to really be aware of yourself and have control over your own emotions. Because the better you get at understanding and managing your own emotions, the less stress you're going to have. Okay, you're going to pick and choose your battles more wisely. Um, your standards will be higher. You will see much more clearly what is worth your energy and what is not. It's going to help you to create new standards, create better standards, create boundaries. Um, and most importantly, you're going to learn to prioritize your peace and your happiness over absolutely everything, which is the number one most important, most valuable thing that you can have. Because without peace and happiness, you've really got nothing. It's like how they say, if you don't have health, you've got nothing. Well, peace and happiness are kind of part of good mental health and good emotional health. It's like mind, body, soul. If you don't have those things, you really don't have anything. And of course, as I said, this is not about tolerating disrespect or, or, or abuse, but it's the difference between fighting and suffering and simply removing yourself from a situation. 
There's just people that you can't win with because they've got their own issues, they've got their own views, and they're committed to those views. And to an extent, like everybody has the right to be the way that they want to be. However, you have to also do what's best for you. Okay, not everybody's for you and not everybody you meet is ready to be for you or capable of even being for you at that moment. And if someone isn't at all willing or even ready to be flexible on managing their own selves, managing their own toxic and negative behaviors, um, well, you can't you can't help those people. And trying to is going to be a complete waste of your time. You can't rush somebody's progress. All you have control over is yourself. And you have a profound amount of influence, okay, not control, but you do have a profound amount of influence over your surroundings, the people around you, your life in general, and all the aspects of it. But you can't control those things or even influence them from like the outside in, okay? You can't control other people. You can't control events and circumstances. There's always going to be so much that's out of your control. But what you can control is yourself and how you show up in life affects a lot. It even affects the way that you make selections, the decisions you make, the people you choose to have by your side. Because here's the thing, and I'm not saying that anybody should change themselves per se. Like everything that I said may sound like to some people like, oh my God, are you telling people they need to change themselves and da 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 or like I have to change myself in order to be anything? No, like that's not like you don't have to change who you are, especially not for anyone else. Never change who you are for anyone else. This isn't about pleasing other people. Like, I don't want you to get confused and think like, oh, yeah, change yourself so, you know, other people can be happy. No, it's about getting real about the shit that's not serving you, regardless of who is or who isn't in your life. Because guess what? At the end of the day, our toxic behaviors, they don't cause just other people, the people around us to suffer. They cause us to suffer as well. And oftentimes they cause us to suffer more than anyone else. Okay. So when you're hearing all this advice, you're a woman and you're listening to this, you're a female, you're listening to this. Uh, Most of my audience is female, but this still applies to men too. You know, it's not about when you're improving yourself, it's not about making other people happy. It's really about making yourself happy. But I will say that the reason why women tend to get very different advice from men is kind of like biological. It's kind of like science. And don't get mad at me for what I'm about to say, because I know that it's 2019 and everyone wants to say that men and women are equal. And in very many ways, we are just as capable as one another. That's absolutely true. Like, I totally believe that men and women are just as capable as one another in very many respects. But to say that we are equal is bullshit. Because in a few ways, women are significantly different compared to men. And in some ways, it can be kind of a disadvantage. Okay, because think about it, we menstruate, if we get pregnant, that's like nine months where we're physically inconvenienced, not to mention the inconvenience of having to raise a child, because face it, depending on what your plans are for your life, having a child can you know, really impact things. And it's not always in a positive way. It makes things a lot more difficult, especially if you are a good mother. You know what I mean? Especially if you are trying to do the best for your child, like it can make things really, really difficult. Our hormones can make us crazy. Um, We are much more in touch with our emotions, which also has its positives, but it has its cons. And when we mate, we release oxytocin, which makes us so much more likely 
to bond and become attached. And this here is the key issue, attachment. Because we are genetically, biologically, chemically, however you want to say it, I'm not sure if I'm using the proper terminology, but we are wired for attachment as women. Generally speaking, some more or less than others, but generally speaking, attachment is a huge problem for women. And the reason it's a huge problem isn't because there's necessarily anything wrong with being attached, but it kind of is because men are wired to detach. I'm talking about heterosexual relationships here. I know that like not everybody who's listening is a heterosexual. I know that most people who are listening to this podcast are. I'm not meaning to exclude anyone, but I really only can talk about what I personally experience on my own, what I personally know. Um, so don't, you know, come at me for that. Like, I'm really just speaking on what I know best. I can't speak for, you know, all of the other uh, ways that people match up, let's say. Um, or identify and things just because I, I I don't relate to that. But if you're listening, I feel like all relationships to an extent kind of have like masculine energy, feminine energy, like a yin and yang. Do you know what I'm saying? And again, it's kind of a generalization. Of course, there are men who tend to have issues with um, attachment where they find themselves much more likely to attach and they that becomes a problem for them. And there's women who, let's say, uh, can be much more detached in general. Uh, compared to other women. Like I'm a woman and I found myself to be kind of more detached in certain scenarios, but I feel like those are kind of like exceptions. Um, And I think those exceptions tend to come about based on experiences from like childhood. Okay. So like, for example, uh, a man when he was a child was abandoned by one or both of his parents. He may develop an attachment um, to women um, or men or whoever he decides to you know, get involved with later on in life. Um, whereas, let's say maybe a woman who has a child, maybe she learned to, like I, for, for example, learned to not depend on anybody else too much um, when I was growing up. Uh, it kind of has given me a little bit of a detachment thing. But again, these are more kind of like exceptions. Generally speaking, like from a biological scientific standpoint, like if you're not talking about somebody who maybe has had... A, certain unique experiences or more unique experiences in their childhood, it tends to be more on the side of men are naturally detached and women are much more naturally, naturally become more attached. But that's just how it is. And I know that feminism tells us that men and women are equal. No, it's just about being, uh, having the option to be treated equally. But yeah, to say men and women are, are equal to each other, well, they're just as capable in very, very many ways. Absolutely. Um, but just like how all people have their own strengths, that's how it is with men and women. Women tend to have different strengths from what men have and vice versa. That's not to say that either is better or worse than the other. But um, the reason why I believe that women tend to get that um, this type of advice isn't something that should be seen as negative, but it kind of makes sense because just how biologically we tend to be more likely to get attached. So by doing these things and really taking care of yourself and making yourself um, the best version of yourself, it has its benefits, not even just in relationships, but just in every aspect of your life. It's going to make your whole life richer. I mean, the better you get, the better your life gets. That's not really a coincidence. But a big part of you know how your life goes is also how you select 
who you decide to um, be with, who you decide to allow into your life, into your bed, into your body, etc., into your heart. So the better that you make yourself, it's not necessarily just about being better for this wonderful person that shows up, but it's also making you be smarter about the choices that you make so that you do select someone that is the more wonderful option rather than just saying, well, anybody will do. You know what I mean? So I don't view it as, you know, making yourself better just so that somebody else picks you, but it's also about making yourself better so that you yourself also pick the right person or better people for for you. But I know that it can get frustrating as a woman to have to hear like, oh my God, I have to do like all this work. You know, why do I have to do all this work? Why can't everybody else do it? Like, but the thing is, you're not changing and doing the work for anyone else because that never works. Okay. When you change who you are and bend and, you know, do all these different things in order to get someone else or make someone else happy, it almost never works because they'll find something else that you're going to have to change in order for them to be, you know, I can't be happy because you're still not doing this, that or the other. Do you know what I mean? And we're kind of all semi-guilty of that, okay? Like we've all had people in our lives where we kind of want them to change and then they would change and then we were still dissatisfied and it's just like, well, this is just bullshit. Um, But you're not doing the work and improving on yourself for anyone else, okay? The only changes that you should ever make, okay, when it comes to any improvements that you make on yourself, any changes you make on yourself, any upgrades that you make on yourself, They should only be ones that would benefit you regardless of who stays or who goes. It's got to be for you first and foremost. And it shouldn't make you angry when when you improve yourself and upgrade yourself and, you know, are doing all this work on yourself. It shouldn't bother you that other people that are around you are going to benefit from it. We aren't in this life alone. And this is what I remind myself of. It's like this work that I do on myself is what makes me happier and it improves how I feel about myself and the quality of my own life, you know, and it, and in turn, that makes me also have a better attitude about things. Um, it improves my life in so many different ways from the inside out. And if the people that I interact with benefit from this, then so be it. But I am the first and foremost, most important beneficiary. When you do good for yourself, it's really natural that the people around you are going to benefit. It's just like if you poured a ton of energy, let's say, into your career, okay? Like, let's take relationships off the table. Let's say you're pouring a ton of energy into your career and you became very successful. Of course, the people around you would benefit. It's just natural, but you're doing it for you. When you're doing work on yourself, you might notice that you kind of develop almost like a distaste for people who aren't doing the work on themselves, people who aren't taking responsibility, people who aren't aware of what they're doing that is not just like a disservice to you, but just a disservice to themselves in general. Because here's the thing, if you don't work on yourself, you're kind of going to bring a lot of those same issues into a number of other situations, scenarios, relationships. So you have to kind of take care of yourself so that whatever you're already in has a better chance. And if that falls apart, the next thing has also a better chance. You're not just going to go in and repeat the same garbage that you repeated before. Because a lot of us, if you notice, um, our relationships, there tends to be kind of a pattern. Um, That's not a coincidence because um, some people might argue like, is it, you know, 
the way that you respond, does that influence the way the person responds and treats you? Yes, kind of, but it also affects how you select. So you can kind of pick people who are sort of wired to treat you that way also. So, you know, there are a lot of things at play. It's not just, like I've said in other episodes, like the way that you respond to to people, the energy that you show up with can influence how they treat you, what they come to you with. Absolutely, 100%. It's kind of the reason why we treat some people one way, other people another way. It's kind of just based on like, you know, how they're coming to us, right? But there also is kind of like the foundation of who somebody also just is, okay? And who they're showing you that they are just at like a basic level, no matter like how you're coming at them. That's a real key because like if you notice that you're 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 changing like the energy you're coming in with and they're still kind of like messed up or whatever, then, you know, you've you've just got you've got a, a rotten egg here, honey. So there's there's a few things at play. But at the end of the day, it's really about doing the work for yourself. And the more you do work on yourself, when you really have invested so much time into yourself, OK, when you work so hard to you know, put in the work to make yourself better, you tend to value yourself more. And when you value yourself more, you care more. Okay, it's just like how when people invest in something, the more someone invests in something or a person or whatever, it's kind of like the more they they care, right? Well, it applies to yourself too. When you're doing that work on yourself, when you start seeing the results, when you start noticing how much better you're feeling, when you start noticing, you know, the difference in your mentality, the difference in your perspective, your experiences, and you start to notice how much happier and more at peace you are, and you know the work that went into doing that, you value yourself so much more. So by learning to value yourself, you do value yourself. And by doing the work that that gets you there, like it's like compound interest, you guys. So yes, when you're doing the work on yourself, you're probably showing up differently. You're probably responding differently. And in turn, those around you may seem to be kind of changing how they treat you. Like I said, we have a profound amount of influence, not control, influence. And if you want to change your life and not just in relationships, but in any respect, you have to start by changing yourself, changing your mindset, your beliefs, your behaviors, your patterns, your habits, your standards, your boundaries, your energy, etc. Actually, I don't even like saying the word change. You know what? Like, I don't want to say the word change. I want to say improve. Okay, like it's not about changing yourself, you know, but you are improving yourself and improvements do require an effort. You know, it's not something that happens overnight. And thank God it doesn't happen overnight because you learn to value the the effort and the results more. Because if you are able to really change yourself, let's say overnight and really do like, you know, like totally improve yourself overnight and like like the snap of a finger, mm, it's just like such instant gratification that it kind of like, you don't really feel like you need to keep up with it so much. Because it just happens so quickly. You know what I mean? Whereas when it takes time and it takes effort, you value it so much more. And you're like, no, 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 no. Like, I have to protect this. Like, I have to protect my work that I've put in because it took me a long time to get here. It's not to say you're not going to have a few little slip ups and things. Of course you will. Healing isn't linear. We're always going to be learning things. We're always going to be learning about ourselves. But you will 
get back up on the horse and continue to do what's right for you. And at the end of the day, it's for you. It's the best gift that you can give yourself. And yeah, there may be a whole number of other benefits and successes that may find you in the meantime and benefit from this wonderful work you've done on yourself, but it's for the best. It's for the best. So don't take too much offense to, you know, how women tend to get more of this kind of advice than men do. Men also have other things that they need to work on also. I hope that this episode resonated with some of you. If you know someone who would enjoy it, feel free to share it with them. If you yourself have gotten value out of this episode or any episode of the show so far, I would really appreciate it if you took a moment to just let me know by leaving a rating and a review on this podcast. Not only does it help the show to grow, but it also helps me to get a clearer picture of what you might want to know even more about. So that said, when you do leave a rating and a review, or if you share this show in any type of way, if there's somebody that you know who might really benefit from it, whether you share it on social media, whether you share it to them directly, please take a screenshot and email it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com. And in return, I will send you my hair care tips and secrets for growing the longest, healthiest hair that you can, as well as access to a few exciting things that I have lined up for you guys. Again, thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. And I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday. 